story brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your guest host, Johnny T. And today my guest is Shelby Hosfield. Shelby is a born entrepreneur who looked for success in the world, but actually found it after a life-altering mind shift from self-help to God's help. She's also a podcaster of the show Finding Faith Above, talking about the love of Jesus after religion. How are you doing, Shelby? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to have you here. So being a born entrepreneur tends to drive people in a lot of ways in their lives. How did that work for you? Well, I think a lot of this came from how I grew up and we can get more into that too, but a lot of this came from how I grew up in a very works-based society, social norm of having to work to earn even God's favor every way. Being a born entrepreneur, I, I mean, I love being an entrepreneur. I started my first little business giving writing lessons at 13 years old, but a lot of that ended up bringing me to this place of constantly striving and wanting to be enough and always trying to earn the favor of everyone, including God. I always felt like I was coming up short though, in so many ways in my life. I love being able to be an entrepreneur. I think it's so cool. But on the other hand, I didn't have the right perspective on what that meant for a very long time in my life. It's understandable in this day and age, a lot of people are driven by career, driven by a need for acceptance, driven for recognition. Look at TikTok and YouTube and, you know, people want their 15 seconds of fame, not even 15 minutes of fame now. You talk about having a life altering change of view in your mind about God. So tell me about that. Oh man, he has been working on me like (laughs) just crazy. He has been working in my life. I guess really we have to start at the beginning. So I grew up in a very colorful religious past. My dad had been Mormon when he was younger, left the church when I was about two years old. He decided to go back to the Mormon church, really just became full on devout. It changed his life in a lot of good ways. I think in the fact that I think he was struggling with addiction and different stuff and it changed him and gave him structure, but it also introduced a lot of colorfulness into all of our lives as well. So my mom is not Mormon. And so I grew up in a mixed faith household, uh, but I went to church with him and that's when I was introduced to the concept of God and to religion. If you know anything about that religion, it is very much works-based. It is very much, you earn your way the whole way. A lot of very different theological concepts, you know, God's grace. It's, it's, that's not there, you know? So when I was 18, I left the church, like 85% of people who leave the church, most people become agnostic or atheist or something to that extent. So I did not have any relationship with God through college. Really? That was kind of my godless years. (laughs) I just kind of put it on a shelf. You know what? I'm just going to deal with this later in my life. This is not something I'm going to deal with right now. When I became pregnant with my son, after my husband and I got married, I could feel my son's soul with me. And I was like, you know what? If I can feel his soul with me, that means there has to be a God. And I've got to figure this out because my parents, as much as I love them to pieces, did not give me a very good example of how to quote unquote, do God in a house. (laughs) And so like, I need to figure this out. So I kind of went on this search for really 20 years of trying to find faith 
And I would see people with faith and I was almost jealous. I had this terrible to say, but I would see these people with faith. And I was like, I want that, but I didn't have it. And I was just kind of going through the motion, said I was a Christian, wasn't really a Christian. The question was what life altering event happened through that whole time, not having God in my life and not knowing how to do it with my kids. I had deprived my kids of knowing God's love. My daughter kind of got to a place where she was questioning a lot of things about herself. She's just a young girl, 11 years old, questioning a lot of things about herself. And I had never given her that foundation of understanding who God was. The internet is a terrible thing for young girls. And, and it was telling her, the world is telling her so many bad things. I realized that I had not given her anything else. At 2.30 in the morning, I hit my knees and I prayed like I had never prayed before and just said the words that I think everyone who meets God has to say, I'm giving it to you. I need your help. I can't do this on my own. And that night after this lifetime of wanting faith, I met him. I met God and he filled me with peace and he told me in this way, it's not going to be easy, but this is going to be okay. From that point on, I have listened to everything he has told me to do as crazy as it is. My life is yours. To explain that to somebody is hard. Who's never felt, who's never truly met God. I met him and my life has changed ever since. I mean, it really has. I think that's so important as parents, the responsibility we have to raise our kids to know the Lord can be a challenge. It really can. A lot of times there's failures in that. As you said, you didn't have that understanding of God to present to your daughter. That would make it difficult. Good on you for calling out to God. And of course, we know when we do that, especially in times of desperation, he will meet us where we are. Also, I think people tend to think, oh yeah, those Christians are always saying, yeah, everything's great. Everything's rosy. Everything's fantastic. You know, you never had any trouble. That's not really true. You talked about having challenges. Tell me about how God helped you through some of those challenges. Probably that was one of the hardest times of my life. Feeling so helpless in being able to fix things because I was always the person, you know, being an entrepreneur, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix it all. And knowing that I didn't have the capacity to fix that, but also having the peace to know that I didn't have to. And I think that was one of the world now, I feel like on every poster everywhere is telling you, you are enough, you are enough. And, and you're only enough because of him. When you are able to give it to him and that strength that comes from that piece of being with him, then everything, I mean, the world could burn down, <laughs> but with that, I would still have his peace in my heart. Now going through some of those, those trials and those troubles, it was really just a matter of trying to figure out where is he directing me now and really listening to him. So one of the big things that I feel like he asked me to do was to call a friend. I say it's a friend. I mean, we had been enemies, I think at some points in our life, but he said, call Vanessa. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm going to call Vanessa right now. Like, I mean, I don't even know it, it had, it was definitely God because I would have never called Vanessa otherwise, but called her. And she's such a strong Christian woman. She just poured into me more of his word and just brought me up with his love in a way that I would have never been able to do on my own. 
she was the exact person he needed to call. And how funny that he he knew that, you know, he's awesome. like, call Vanessa. <laughs> I think one of the big things that helped with some of these struggles and some of these trials of trying to figure out where to go next is listening to him, but then also making sure that I put myself in a position where he could speak to me through these great women, through these great people who were able to walk beside me when I was having some of my lower moments of trying to figure things out. Again, being that kind of type A personality, being an entrepreneur and so on, I'm like that myself. How did God get you to kind of step back from the, I want to fix everything to that point of relying on him and actually letting him be God in your life? I don't know if I'm asking it the right way, but I know for me personally, it's a challenge because I want to get things done. I like being busy. I like doing stuff, but yet I know that I have to be quiet before God and I have to let him be God in my life. What did you do to let him do that in your life? Or what did he show you to let him be God in your life versus you being in control? Well, I do think this all came from that night when I had to give it to him. It was this mind shift that truly happened that I I recognized that I no matter what I did, I was not going to be able to fix this problem. The only way that it could possibly be fixed, fix is a kind of word that is, but the only way it could possibly be fixed is with some sort of a miracle. And that can only come from giving it to him. And so from that, it was a huge mind shift for me because I, I mean, especially if you follow a lot of the more um, secular self-help people, and I would say I was a self-help junkie for a long time, you know, they really want you to believe that you somehow have this internal thing that is going to accomplish everything. I feel like that that concept really ends up making you so much of the time feel like you're always coming up short, like you're lost. Because if I'm supposed to have this thing inside me where I'm supposed to get everything done and I'm supposed to accomplish everything, but I'm not, then what does that say about me? Makes me feel like a, like a loser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not, like yeah. I'm not getting there. And so that moment where I said, I'm giving it to you and his peace just flooded me. And it was like, you know what? I don't have to be all those things that everyone says, because now I'm going to walk with him and he's strong enough to move mountains. He is going to make whatever needs to happen, happen for his will. And it's not going to be my will. It's going to be his will. And what I found through walking with him is like you said, having to get still, having to have that peace. Um, People say a lot of times, how does he speak to you? Well, we do call the Bible the word for a reason. Those are his words. (laughs) So reading it so that I can get to know him better. And I have also found that when he goes silent, when I'm not seeing the things around me that are directing me, that maybe I'm not going in the right direction, that I'm, Mm. I'm trying to go from my own will and not his will. So really just trying to get quiet, have that peace, spend time in the word and, and listen for all those God winks that are around us that are like, yep, this is the right direction. This is the way you need to go. (laughs) That's very important. We can strive and strive and strive. If you're not making that progress, you don't have that peace. And it's all, it's time to step back and say, I think I need to recalculate where I'm going. You talk about using your creative talents to know God and to make him known. I understand about using creative talents to make him known, but can you explain to me what you mean by using your creative talents to know God? 
Well, I definitely think that, you know, God gives us all beautiful ways that make us unique. He created us, you know, he created us in our mother's womb. He knows every single little part of us. And he knows that we have, we all we're different. We we're all different. We all have these things. And those are, those are from God. So when we get into, you know, I'm an artist. So when I get in there and I'm painting something, I feel him there working through me because Mm -hmm. those were things that he he gave me. And he's also, I mean, when you're walking with him, like your whole idea is to, to know God and to make him known. I mean, that is our purpose to be the mouthpiece of his beautiful, good message, the good news. And so being able to use those beautiful gifts to enrich us, to feel close to him, but then also to give that back to the world. Just letting God flow through us in in the ways that he wants to. I, I understand that. Absolutely. So as you've been ministering to primarily women through your podcast, what kind of struggles do you find common that women are having these days that God's been able to give you some insight to help them with? I really think that a big thing that just keeps coming up, maybe these people are attracted to me because I dealt with this as well. It's so much as this concept of feeling like you're enough and feeling like you have to to work to earn God's favor. And that's not the case. Grace is freely given to those who believe trying to help women to find that mind shift, to come to that place that realizes that he's there with open arms and he's waiting for you. You just have to be at a place to say, okay, take the wheel. So helping women to come to that place, I think is so huge. There's definitely a lot of pressure on young girls, teenage girls to women and and later in life. But I don't think the the pressures have changed over the millennia. I don't think women are truly appreciated the way they should be. The gifts and the callings that God has given them, the purpose that God's given them in their life. I think they need to be recognized for the things that they do. The society that we live in is driven incorrectly, obviously. It's very important to get that message out there. Absolutely. What has been the biggest surprise to you in your walk with God? Hmm, I would say the biggest surprise is, is just that feeling of faith. I think that I wanted that so long, so badly, but to know that it only comes, (laughs) it doesn't come from earning it. You don't gain faith. You feel it's a gift. Yes. You feel his faith when you do the one thing that you think you can't do, which is give it all away. That's when you find faith is when you're at that moment where you're like, I'm going to give it all. And then it's like, okay, here's your gift. And it, and it, it, to explain how that works, I think it's different in everybody's life in that moment that they're able to, to find that faith. And some people have to go through some really hard things very hard things to get there. And even my whole walk that I went through, I wouldn't have it any other way as hard as that was. And it was so hard, but it brought me to God. So it was worth it. Oh, absolutely. I know. I hear it a lot from the shows that we do and some of the depths that people have ended up in, whether on their own or by circumstance or events in their life. And yet God reaches into that depth and just is that light in that darkness. And there's such hope in that, you know, there's such hope in knowing that no matter how far and how far down you've gone in life, God's light can still reach you there. 
It's amazing. It really is just such an amazing feeling to know that he has you, you know, and that he was waiting for me the whole time. That whole 20 years of me being lost. He was, he was there waiting and I could see little bits and pieces now looking back on it where he was speaking to me. I just didn't quite yet have the eyes to see. Tell me a little more about your view of success. How has that changed? I know obviously it's more about expressing God to the world and using your talents and abilities and things like that. But what kind of measures do you put upon a God success? Is it it somebody's life that's touched through a painting that you've done and you've heard back from them? Or is it feedback that you've gotten from a podcast where somebody, you see somebody has that light go on and they go, ah, now I get it. Do you measure those successes? I know we're not about measures and metrics and things like that. It's all about just flowing with God. I understand that. What do you really put value on the type of success in those things? Like how, how do you rate those things? I do definitely feel like at the end of every day, when my head hits the pillow or, or when I'm, you know, saying my final, final prayers for the evening. And I'm thanking God for, for everything that he's brought into my life. I would say a successful day was when I felt like he was able to use me. I listened and it touched someone and it brought someone to God. That is real success for me on a daily basis, because I want everyone to feel his peace. And I think that's where the whole works thing gets so mixed up and tripped up in there is I don't do all of this because I'm trying to earn God's favor. I'm doing this as an overflow of his love and his peace in my heart. And that is true success is understanding that and, and seeing that change lives. That is true success. I agree hundred percent. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell me one thing about God that you would share with those who don't know God personally, they don't have that understanding of faith. Somebody comes to you and say, tell me about God. And I'll give you one minute. What would you say to him? Wow. I'd say he's bigger than we could possibly even imagine. His peace and his love is in every aspect of everything we do in every part of our lives. And so many people ask like, why, why does this happen? Or why does that happen? That's not what he's about. He is the peace in the storm. He is our refuge. He is our steadfast love is always going to be there from him. Outreached arms. He is there waiting for you so that even when you are in the midst of that storm, he is your peace. And that that's God to me. I mean, he is my peace. A very potent message for somebody, especially in this day and age when there's so much going on, there's so much stress, there's so much confusion about all kinds of things. Well, the Bible talks about all of that happening in the end days and, and we're seeing that. And, and so, yeah, God's peace is, is a fundamental key to being secure in life in these days, wouldn't you say? Yes, because things are not going to be easy. And I think that's where a lot of times when we're kind of more surface, you know, how I was a little bit more surface Christian for a long time, I believe in God that, you know, if I do all the right things that he's going to bless me with this great life. And that's not how he works. He, he doesn't promise that things are going to be easy. In fact, if you read his word, there's a lot of promises that things are going to be real rough. <laughs> things are going to be hard and the sins of the flesh are, are prevalent in every aspect of our world. I mean, it is just, it's not going to be easy, 
But what he does promise is even in all of that, even as hard as all of that is, you can literally be at peace. You know, even with the the whole house burning down, you can be at peace. Shelby, thanks so much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. If people want to find you, your podcast, website, where would they go? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So uh, findingfaithabove.com is my website. Um, I really focus on trying to help women find faith after religion. So after they've gone through that works-based mentality and want to move forward with faith, findingfaithabove.com is where you can kind of find everything. I'm also on Instagram. I have a really great Facebook group for Christian women after religion. And we talk about all this stuff. There's a lot of baggage that comes from leaving more of a religious modality. And so trying to work forward with his grace. You can find me all those places. Finding Faith Above is my my main handle everywhere. Again, thanks so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure and God bless you and all you do. Thank you. Thank you so much.
I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.